Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Weekly Wilson. Two Wilsons, twice a week, talking about whatever is on their minds. I am your host, Brian Wilson. And I'm... Your host, Jay Wilson. What are you? I, you know, that's what I was Who thinking. Who are you? I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. <laughs> um, on this episode, we started off by talking about Jeff Bezos and his massive net worth and how we can best tear it from his pockets. His giant, enormous net worth. <laughs> yeah. Um, after that, we lighten things up by talking about the slimy water in Champaign, Illinois that I've been dealing with for the past few weeks. Um, you'll be shocked to find out what is in the water here. So listen ahead for that. And then we also talked about... <laughs> it's a big um, snake. A sad moment. <laughs> Jake, come on. <laughs> now they don't have to listen to the episode. Um, we also talked about... Um, a sad moment I had at work that had nothing really to do with my work itself, but rather just my perspective on my work. Um, and it wasn't really anything that makes me upset about my job in particular, just society at large, so that might even be more troubling, depending on how you look at things, so. Mm -hmm. Jay, say the words. Oh, um, please enjoy, and rate us well. I'm gonna put on a sweatshirt actually. Screw you. And your count. I don't give a shit about this podcast. Five, four, four three, two, two, one. one. Well no, you can see now that we're doing video, I actually need you to do the the thingies. So that I because I don't really? get your audio from the video. So I have to line your audio up with your video now. My name's Brian. I edit the podcast. <laughs> so I just gotta do this alone like a dumbass? Yep. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Look at this guy. Sorry, folks. We'll figure <laughs> this you. out eventually. <laughs> well, okay, because I didn't know that the hand nods were important. Have you watched me doing this? I'm pretty freeform with it sometimes. I'll like. Yeah, they've become more important in recent episodes. Ergo, the episodes that we started doing video. Yeah, what the listeners don't know is that we've been doing the hand thing the whole time for no reason. I well, like, yeah, it was just I another cue. I don't look at yours. If I look at your hand, then I get messed up. I, I look all like this. Well, I mean, what? <laughs> well, the listeners didn't know we were doing the hand thing at all, so they didn't. Even, they didn't know there. There was there was no action to have no reason attached to it. We've talked about the hand thing. Okay, we have talked about the hand thing. Maybe. Not that hand thing. I'm not talking about this. Or this. <laughs> I'm talking about, about this. this. Okay. Um, for, the, for the people listening and not watching, if you're curious of what hand motions I was doing, you'll just have to watch to find out. Okay. Maybe I wasn't doing right. anything. If we don't talk about the things that you meant to talk about last episode, on this episode, we're never going to get to talk about voting. We do have to get to voting. Next election year, <laughs> coming up. Be ready. Coming I up. did just... <laughs> I did Has just it actually a been a full election cycle since we wanted to talk about voting? 
Yeah, it's 2024. This It's about <laughs> to be 2024. This podcast has been around quite some time, guys. It's been around for Biden's entire presidency. Has it? It was 2020 when we started recording this. It was the fall of 2020. How about it? It's now the fall of 2023. It's been three years. <laughs> yeah, so... I did just get in a spirited discussion with some people over voting. I think it was Rachel and Greg, actually. Yeah. That was a a good combo. Great people. Yeah. We had a good combo today, too. Yeah, like, as talking about votes, let's upvote Brian and Greg. Brian and Greg. Rachel and Greg. (laughs) You you can have an upvote, too, if you want, Brian. (laughs) Thanks. I appreciate it. I I need, need some of those these days. One but, uh, <laughs> yeah, if you if you want to upvote the Weekly Wilson podcast, leave us Please a do. rating and a review on Spotify. It'll really help us with algae rhythm. And yeah, only good reviews. Um, which yeah, only good reviews honestly, at this time. I don't know why more channels don't have that policy. If it's, it's so important, put out there. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. Um, to accept bad reviews but anyhow like all these politicians with terrible approval ratings need to really sort it out um yeah what did you want to talk to me about um so recently i went to a bookstore with sydney for one of our date nights it was a bookstore slash bar and but it looks like a cafe i think it was originally just a cafe but then they also have like martinis pause I went to a a coffee shop today that was called um, Bada Bean and Booze. Bada Bean and Booze. Yeah, like Bada Bing. But it's Bada Bean and Booze. And it has coffee and alcohol. Yeah. Phenomenal. We got espresso martinis and they knocked my socks right off. Um, (laughs) Hey. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I would have known that was going to happen. I just wouldn't have worn socks. But I would have um, worn one of those weird things that we talked about 50 episodes ago that tie your socks to your underwear. Oh, wow. That's a deep cut, folks. That's a ve- that's like wanna... one of the first episodes of the podcast, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because that was, that was my first outage as a TD that we were talking about that because of all the lanyards. Yeah. And I'm four years into my career at this point, so... Jeez, we're wow. getting full circle more, with the podcast on so many more levels evidence. this episode. More evidence. Un- almost undeniable evidence that this podcast is about four years old. <laughs> yeah, you guys better believe it. I can deny it no longer. <laughs> so anyways, while I was in this bookstore... Sydney loved it, by the way. And she's like, how did you find, like, how did you know this This was such a good pick? I'm like, well, no, crap, it has mixed drinks, coffee, and books. Those are, like, top three Sydney things that she likes. So, mm. grand slam on that date selection. Nice. But in the bookstore, I saw a book called How to Resist, why, like, Why Amazon is Evil and How to Resist Them or something. And mm. it was, like, it was more of a pamphlet than a book, really. Um, I don't know if there's a specific word for that. It was actually just a note that somebody wrote on the stall in the bathroom, but <laughs> <laughs> but the it was uh, very informative. Uh, yeah, great commentary on society. But really, it was just about how Amazon is like 
really not good for local bookstores, which, like, surprise, surprise, it's not good for local anything, but uh, just had, like, a bunch of statistics and things and how you can help. But one of the things was talking about Jeff Bezos' wealth, and I was like, I feel like this is, I don't know. My whole thought on it was it's really weird to attack billionaires for the companies they create when really the companies are doing much more good than bad, I think. Anywho, the statistic was that if you made, if you made, yeah, we can dive into that a little more if you want to, but the statistic real quick was that if you made $500,000 every single day since the printing press was invented in, I believe, about the year 1500, you still would not have as much money as Jeff Bezos does. Wow. And I was like, that can't be true. $500,000 a day? I don't really know how net worth works. Um, I think it's I think it's the total value of all your assets. So he technically owns Amazon, so whatever Amazon is worth, that counts as his net worth. So it's not like he yeah, has a bank account with that much money. Yeah. Like, a quick aside... Um, I also just listened to a podcast episode where a guy was talking about the business he created and blah, blah, his net worth. So his business is worth 200 million. And he was like, I have a liquid net worth of 2 million. But then I also own this company. I could like sell this company if I wanted to. But so like his net worth probably shows up as 202 million. Well, yeah. And then people will say like, oh, that's like not as much, but it's like having 2 million liquid is also insane like yeah, you're a pretty plenty. wealthy young man and you have i imagine very little liquid money yes. at any given time uh-huh well also liquid he was probably counting uh taxable investments as liquid too probably. actually i don't really know i won't assume anything about his finances but that's kind of the point of yeah. net worth is not really exactly how much money you have I guess, anyways, if you made five hundred thousand dollars a day since the invention of the printing press you still would not have as much money as Jeff Bezos is worth, which blew me away. And I crunched the numbers and I was like, yeah, this is like a hundred something billion dollars. And then I Googled Jeff Bezos's net worth and it's like almost $200 billion. And I was like, Oh my God. Like that's so much like, and a lot, I don't think a lot of people really properly fathom how much 1 billion is. Like, there's all the statistics yeah, of, like... a thousand million dollars. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's the statistics of, like, a million seconds is, like, a, a few years, and then a billion seconds is, like, longer than a lifetime or something crazy. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, that's a lot of money. I didn't realize... I didn't realize the rich people were that rich these days. Yeah, the, the soapbox that I'll get on... Um, well, there's one good video that I would love to link to the podcast that... It kind of borders on, like, being a little bit too opinionated towards, like, more socialism-esque, like, opinions, which Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to knock on socialism, you know, these are all viewpoints, and, like, but this guy's just kind of, you can tell he's very much of one mindset, but he just, he illustrates things in a very cool visual way. I think you've seen it already, but, um, basically just illustrating the wealth gap. Um, Mm -hmm. and what I get annoyed at is when people are saying, like, oh, rich people are too rich and greedy. Like we need to tax them more, which like, if you were saying like, let's tax Jeff Bezos more, like, okay, I understand the sentiment there. Like 
these people at the very top, like the 1%, the literal 1%, like don't need all the wealth they have. That's almost probably universally true. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, and this, once again, getting on my soapbox, but I'm extremely ill-informed. I think I know the basics pretty well though. Um, it's like the top tax bracket doesn't tax the top 1% is what I am of the mind of and what annoys me where it's like, I'm pretty sure that at the very top tax bracket, you're getting taxed at essentially like 50% yeah, on your income. I think that's about it. Yeah. So those people at the top are only taking home half the money they make from their income. Now, who are those people in that top tax bracket? Because obviously it's the 1%, but then it's probably a lot of people below that. I think you have to make mm-hmm. like, if you're making like, I don't know, over like 300,000 a year, maybe. Yeah, look that up. But You, you can keep talking, I'll look basi- it up. Basically, like the people who are making like hundreds of thousands of dollars a year aren't the top 1%. It just is like, there's a huge gap there. And those people, a lot of times, aren't the people who are making these like crazy money moves with their money. So like, the like very successful surgeons or like dentists or like people who own like a plumbing company that's worth a few million dollars. Like those are the people whose income gets taxed at like 50%, but they're not the people who are hoarding all this amount of wealth. It's like the Jeff Bezos of the world, you know? And mm-hmm. those people own a ton of assets that they can claim a ton of losses on. And they just like play the tax game so well that like they take such immense quote unquote losses every year that it's like, that's how you have like Donald Trump not paying any taxes. So I'm just like, Oh, you want to increase the tax burden on like surgeons and stuff. It's like, that's not the people who are the problem here. Like it's the fact that this is like a game that people can play very well and not pay taxes. Right. Taxes are a lot more convoluted than people really understand most of the time. Uh, the top tax bracket is, um, $578,000 or more you get taxed 37%. Okay, so exaggerating a little bit in in those directions, but, like, you see what I'm saying? It's like... Yeah, it's like, if you wanted to get more money out of the pockets of the rich people, you almost just have, like, a direct line, loophole, all the bullshit aside, go to those people and say, you have to give us 80% of your money right now. (laughs) Like... Yeah. Because no matter what you try to write in a code... They're like, there's ways around it, and they're gonna have a whole staff of accountants and lawyers dedicated to making sure they get as much yeah. money in their but I mean, pay as at little the in day, taxes as they can. Yeah, you can't walk up to Jeff Bezos and say, Give me 80% of 200 billion dollars because he'd be like, All right, let me sell Amazon to somebody who can buy Amazon and then <laughs> right. give you the money. Like, it's like, yeah, the whole system doesn't is exist of... really. Like, yeah, it's all kind of imaginary and breaks down. Yeah, so who knows, man. And again, like Amazon is publicly owned too. So you can value the company at 200 whatever billion and say that that And how much does Jeff Bezos own? Is <laughs> his net worth, but yeah, like how much stock does he have? Actually, well now I'm curious. We're kind of getting into the weeds here, but Amazon total valuation Uh, (laughs) as of september 2023 amazon has a market cap of 1.3 trillion 
making the that the world's world's fifth most valuable company by market cap. Most valuable company. This is just. You ever uh, like sit around with your friends and just Google random facts just to be surprised? That's what we're doing on the podcast right now. The the largest company by market cap valuation is Apple, which is uh, just shy of three trillion dollars. So I guess Jeff Bezos owns enough shares of Amazon that he's that he owns two hundred billion worth of shares, but the company itself is worth however many trillion I just said one point three trillion. So he probably owns like. Oh, man. Less than 20%. He probably owns like 10% of Amazon or something. 15%. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you could like tax um, based, like if you tax based on net worth, like if you're just like, you have to pay, but it would have to be way more conservative. Like you could say like, you need to pay like 1% of your net worth in taxes every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you have, you have capital gains. See, I don't know. I don't know how you do it. That's why I'm not a tax. Like, how would you fudge your net worth? I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know. know. Interesting stuff. So, yeah. Jeff Bezos, a lot more rich than I realized. And also now, Amazon, worth much more as a company than I realized. Like. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Because you look at the national debt that people always freak out about. I don't know what that's at. Should I Google that? But then you see that, like, there's all these yeah, companies. Keep, you keep talking. Like, you see that there's all these companies in the United States that are worth this much money. And it's like, okay, we have that debt, but if we also have the assets to cover it, then it's like our balance sheet still falls out to a net zero. Mm-hmm. I feel like it, okay, we should Brian, have a blanket statement for our whole podcast that none of the opinions or facts that we say are necessarily, like, educated or checked at all. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what do you think the U.S. national debt is at? Is it in, like, the 20 trillion? Or is it in, like, hundreds of trillion now? It's not. It's just, it's 33 trillion. 33 trillion. Okay. Well, I mean, if Apple and Amazon together are already, like, 5 trillion. Yeah. Or 4, four point something? I don't know. I'm sure all the other companies. We also got, like, Microsoft... App, uh, alphabet we're fine i feel like the ter- the concept of like having national debt to me i feel like is just like it's like when we made connects towns and realized that the numbers didn't work out unless we like added money artificially like <laughs> yeah it's like does the government having debt actually mean or do anything well that's what the federal reserve is for no i they actually talked about this on another podcast i was listening to recently and it was something about like it was talking about why a national debt is good, and it's like they're in the government's in debt because they're loaning the citizens money to fuel the economy. So it's kind of like a. But what does that mean? Like they, good what thing. does that mean? They're just That's, like. <laughs> yeah, the whole episode is kind of predicated on the fact that macro we like we as people know economics Don't and finance how money on a works. personal level. So it's like we manage our money as like. Money in has to be greater than money out, and then I will survive and, like, be able to save, and I should save, and I shouldn't spend money I don't have. And that's, like, microeconomics and personal finance, but macroeconomics is, like, a completely different system with different rules. It's kind of like how our laws of science and gravity and physics make sense to us in this realm, 
but if you make things way bigger, things get really weird. Or if you make things yeah. way smaller, they get really weird. It's like the the way we inter- interact with economics only makes sense on our scale. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm satisfied I, with that. I'm I'll willing to leave questions. it at that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So who knows? But. Oh, um. So. All right. Anything else? Uh, before I get into another topic that could be really deep and uh, convoluted, I'm just going to say the hotel I'm staying in right now, I'm in Champaign, Illinois, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if I want to put this specific hotel on blast, but you know what, I will. I'm staying at the Residence Inn in Champaign, <laughs> Illinois, and, well, this might be a problem in all of Champaign, Illinois, but the water... <laughs> <laughs> what should I not put hotels I'm on sorry. blast? No, it's like you said putting them on blast. It reminded me of this video where this guy was basically saying, and I don't know, like I think I'm tired, so this is the only reason it's funny to me this bad right now. But it was this guy <laughs> making a video where he said, you know, I try to be a good husband. I want to be a nice partner, and so I try to cook things <laughs> for my wife. But every single thing <laughs> I cook her. <laughs> Yeah, no. Makes her. <laughs> Jake can't keep it together. <laughs> it makes her <laughs> blast ass at midnight every night. <laughs> and just the way he said blast ass really got me. All right, this is one of those instances where I think Jay is reaching a. <laughs> late night delirium <laughs> so things are funnier than they should be um, no 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 that's not it Brian just really think about the term blasting ass as a fart <laughs> we're only giving it the laughter that it's due yeah so anyways Jay the water in Champaign Illinois um, I'm trying I've tried to come up with the best way to describe it but you know how when you take a shower and you use body wash or soap so it's like you you feel you feel sweaty or grimy, whatever you might feel, and then you get in the water, you put soap on, and the soap makes you like you're lathered, so you're like slippery and slippery. soapy. Yeah. yeah. And then you rinse the soap off, and you're slippery, you're slippery. But once all the soap gets off, then you have that like squeaky clean feel, like there's more friction, mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, okay, yeah. I'm clean now. That's the clean feeling. You don't mm-hmm. get that here. You soap up, and you rinse off and you're like okay i'm soapy i'm soapy and you you still always feel soapy all the soap's gone but you're still slippery Mm -hmm. and it's just water so it's really it really bothered me at first and i've just kind of accepted it as a fact of life now but the water here i've been saying the water is slimy like the water you never get the clean feeling there's no satisfaction yeah so yeah so i I had a similar thing, um, where Kelly's from, like the water at her house. Mm-hmm. Um, Clarkston, Michigan, if any of you are curious, mm-hmm. um, it has slimy water too, and Kelly doesn't notice it, but I, the same thing, and I think, I suspect it's, um, well, I know I suspect, but I think that it is due to water softeners. Water softeners? Yes. What does that mean? 
So you know how like there's hard water? Yeah, like really minerally. That's what somebody told me. I was complaining about this at work and someone's like, yeah, man, it's that hard water. And I was like, no, I feel like hard water's different. It feels like minerally yeah. and like has a scent to it. No. So when I think uh, that's the thing is like in the basement of Kelly's house, there's like a tank that has water softener. I think and it like it, it mixes with Softens the incoming the water. water and I think. But then I think you feel that, and I think that's what that is. How does water get softened? Is it like a filter, or do they put chemicals? I'll look it up while you move on to the next topic. Okay. Well, I don't want to move on if we're going to keep digging into this thing. So, yeah, but it's really been bothering me in my showers, when I wash my hands, anytime. When I... Home water softeners. Um, Sorry. No, go on. I was just going to talk about what I do with the toilet water, but... Mm, nice. Um, well, it says here, home water softeners, also called ion exchange units, are appliances that remove calcium, magnesium, and other minerals from drinking water. Resin beads inside the softener trap the calcium and magnesium and exchange them for sodium or potassium. So is it like potassium in the water, then, that you feel? So, like, bananas? Am I showering with yeah, banana water? Put... Yeah. So a water softener, what I'm hearing is a, uh, a container full of bananas that the water runs through. And then... It's really just a big Mio pod. Yeah. Or like, you know how you see the coolers with like cucumber water in hotels sometimes? This is like mm -hmm. banana water. And you wash yourself with it. Well, that makes me more okay with it. I'm okay knowing that the slime is banana-based. Yep. All right. Well, I'm not. I'm not entirely on board for this joke. I feel like it's not our best work. <laughs> well, that's all I got for that topic. <laughs> um, the last thing I wanted to talk about was um, at work. I had a moment of sadness and clarity because I work in a business where. Um, we do jumps on the refuel floor, so we do three hours on, three hours off, three hours on, and every time we come down for mm -hmm. a three hours off, it's like everyone just kind of goes on their phones, some people have iPads, they watch movies, whatever, and everyone just kind of does their own thing, but I mm -hmm. tore my gaze away from my device last night, and just kind of looked around the room and saw everybody, and I was like, man, I wonder what this was like before smartphones. Like, everyone probably just talked and hung out and, like, played cards and, I don't know. Like, maybe some people had books, but I bet there was a lot more interaction in general. So, I asked one of the guys, I was like, hey, did you work in nuclear before the internet? And he kind of laughed. He was like, no, how old do you think I am? And I was like, oh, well, I don't know. He's like, oh, I did work before smartphones, though. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I meant. And then I was like, what was that like? And he was like, well, it was a lot louder. And I was like... Yeah, I kind of figured. And then we kind of got to chatting, and he was like, yeah, it's like people carry on, they talk about whatever. Um, it's kind of blue-collar work, so yeah, you do get a lot of kind of inappropriate conversations, and then other people complain. He's like, yeah, it was just kind of like a lot more interaction in general. And I was like, that sounds like really fun. Like, that sounds really cool. And I'm, I was really sad that that'll just never happen anymore. Yeah. Like, have you ever been to a gym and not had headphones? <laughs> Yeah, a lot of times I'll put my headphones in and listen to nothing. I do that sometimes too, but like, yeah, it's a, well, I mean, a lot of them play music and then there's things being lifted and set down, but like, 
Almost no talking. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. Yeah, it's like all of these uh, spheres, I guess, or locales where people are all there. And it's like before smartphones and earbuds and everything, it's like there might not necessarily have been... Well, I'm sure there was more interaction, just because there you were more prone to interaction because there were no distractions. Mm-hmm. So there's that, and then yeah, I don't know, because uh, I uh, I expressed this to Sydney too, and she was like, oh yeah, she was listening to something about like studies of when you stand in a line or when you're waiting for something, how long it takes people to look at their phone, and it's like less than a few seconds, like it's always instantly to the mm-hmm. phone, and I was like, well yeah, it's one thing. Like, waiting in line at a grocery store, it's like, oh, you don't have these random interactions through the day, and that's sad that that's gone. Um, But in my case at work, I was like, yeah, that's like missing out on these random interactions with strangers, which, sure, one in a million of those will turn into, like, a friend, maybe, or some connection that changes Mm -hmm. your life. But at work, I'm like, I work with these people every day at, like, various plants and outages. Like, I know these people. These are essentially my coworkers. Um... They are my coworkers. I don't work with them every day year round in an office setting, but you know, they're who I work with. And just by vicinity, it's like normally you would have a deep connection and know a lot about them. And mm-hmm. because of smart devices, I know significantly less and have significantly more shallow connections with these people. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, that's just really like, sad. I <laughs> yeah. That's why I don't like when people work through lunch. Yeah. You miss like, out on that team building. Relationship yeah, like, well, building. I don't know. Well, when I worked at Collins particularly, um, and when I worked at Toyota, but that was a briefer stint, um, I always made a point of like, I'd be like, no, we have a cafeteria downstairs. I'm going to take my lunch down there and eat it because I don't want to work during lunch. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, and like people would use it to like go home earlier, but which I guess I understand, but then... I don't know, especially, like, salaried workers, it's, like, it's not, like, somebody's sitting there with a stopwatch for you to get, like, eight hours of work in, and it's, like, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, if you, like, take some time off in the middle of the day, you're probably a lot more productive, I don't know, I think it evens out that way, but then also, it's, like, yeah, you, like, I'd be, like, hey, you guys want to go down and eat lunch, and then all the young folk would go down and eat lunch, and it's, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, It, it doesn't make sense to me. Not yeah, take the time. I guess it's kind of the same. It relates back to when we were talking about where you draw your fulfillment from, because a lot of people are just going to go to work and they're like, I'm just here to work and make money and then get back home because my real life mm-hmm. is at home and I don't care for this work or you people. So, like, <laughs> yeah. respect to that if that's what you're here for, but it is an opportunity to make connections with people that I think yeah. a lot of people aren't intentionally passing up on. So then it almost feels like they're being robbed of it. Yeah. What I'm saying is Apple and Amazon what I'm and saying. The, the big companies are monetizing our attention without our permission. And mm-hmm. it's destroying our quality of life. Therefore, yeah, I, mean, I would like to uh, refer everyone to this pamphlet called... <laughs> that I read in the restroom of a coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> No, it wasn't in the restroom. It was out on the shelf. Anyways, trying to bring everything yeah. full circle here. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I think it's like people will make the argument of like people like 
there's a thing where generations always think the next generation or the newest technology is going to ruin everything. Mm-hmm. It's been true throughout history. People, like, when books became a thing, yeah. like, the original philosophers were like, ideas are meant to be written down, they're meant to be mm-hmm. spoken between people. And then, like, when newspapers became a thing, and then, like, when, like, radio, and then when TV, and then phones, mm-hmm. it's like, everyone thinks everything's going to ruin everything. But there is something to be said about how, like, there's, it's kind of sinister how good these newest devices are at, like, capturing our attention. Yeah, phones... <laughs> technology is, is developing at a significantly faster rate than our human hardware is. Uh-huh. So it's like, it's always going to outsmart us first. Yeah, phones capture our attention in a way that no... <laughs> this, this might be me being naive to new technology, but I think phones really do capture our attention in a way that no other... Uh, development ever has because I was like okay if we didn't have smartphones like what did people come down and just read newspapers or magazines all the time and it's like no they didn't they were talking and carrying on yeah because it's like phones put a stop to that because I guess you could say that you could say the argument of like oh they would just come down and read read newspapers and it's like oh you're going to say that those are equally distracting Um, so people choose newspapers about as often as they choose their phone Exactly, yeah. Like, no, both still exist, and we choose one way more often. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that. That's sad. It's that's our well. daily dose of phones are bad. Microphones, megaphones, yeah, gigaphones, all of them. Unless you're listening to a podcast. Yeah, podcasts are ubiquitously a positive development for society, especially this one. Podsitive. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's, I think that's it for today. Yeah, you know what's you even think? better than listening to podcasts? Interacting it's with including podcasts. Including a podcast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Interacting with them, particularly leaving good ratings. Yes, good ratings and reviews. Somebody, okay, literally, like, we should have said this sooner, but I, haha, funny, Jay and Brian are only asking for good reviews. We can't afford one of you to leave a bad review. One bad review okay. will destroy us. <laughs> It'll be half of our reviews if it's bad, so please don't. <laughs> I mean it. No bad reviews. <laughs> well, if you think our podcast is bad and you're still listening to it, then you're we just kind of you're kind of asking for it. <laughs> yeah. Unless I guess this yeah. is the only episode someone listened to and they were like, "Wow, this is trash." I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyhow, uh, thank you for listening, even if you hate it. But if you hate it, please don't review it. Um, we're just out here trying our best. <laughs> but, um, Brian, it's been a pleasure as always. Well, it's it's been a pleasure, but I'll, I will say it's been more pleasurable at other times when it's not 2 a.m. Um, but it's still, that. still great. We're still good. Um, but until the end of next week, unless otherwise noted... Um, you can contact the podcast at weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com or uh, at weeklywilsonpod on Instagram. My name's Jay Wilson, his name's Brian Wilson, and this has been The Weekly Wilson.
this scat inspired by the guy with the afro-looking hair that Jay told me about recently. Felton? Yeah. What's his Fulton name? Fulton Lee. Fulton Lee. Look him up on yeah. Podcastify. He doesn't have a podcast, to my knowledge. 